Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. Welcome, everybody, to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's your host here, Heidi Fang, and we are brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today. I'm very excited for today's episode. It's a little bit of a Hall of Fame preview, and to join me in discussing the coming induction of Cliff Branch, wide receiver for the Raiders, is Hall of Fame cornerback and Super Bowl 18 championship Raiders football legend, Mike Haynes. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show to join me today. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me, Heidi. And having an opportunity to talk about Cliff is uh, is definitely the best way to get me on board. It's really something here for this organization to have so many Hall of Famers and bringing in a guy like Cliff now as part of a Hall of Fame. Uh, it's one, the honor that it is, and two, I feel long overdue. What are your thoughts on how long it took, the road it took to get Cliff Branch into the Hall of Fame? I, I'm like you. I think it's long overdue. And there's a, a lot of guys like that. Um, but I think because I joined the Raiders and uh, Cliff was on my team, I didn't play against him for, you know, seven, eight years, you know. So, um when people would say, "Hey, who are some of the top guys um, that I that I've played against?" I I probably never said Cliff, uh, because he was on my team. I never said anybody on my team, you know, because I didn't play against him. I practiced against them, and um, you know, Cliff. When I was on the Patriots, I got to tell you that guy was um, a nightmare to cover, but only because of his speed. He was so yes. fast and so. He had this little stick move that uh, that he learned from Fred Bolitnikoff that would freeze the defensive back, and then he would take off and accelerate like a jet. And there's not too many guys that could run with him. So I was really fortunate to you know spend time with him uh, as a Raider for for the years that I was on the team, or and he was on the team. And when I joined the team, I got to tell you that first practice, I was really worried that this was going to be a, a huge battle for as long as I was on the Raiders. But the very first play he came out of the huddle and, um, and he said, Haynes, I got it in. Oh, okay. I wonder if he's trying to trick me. <laughs> and then sure enough, he ran it in. And then the next play he came out and he goes, it's a run or uh, it's an out. And he would tell me the play every time. And because of that, I couldn't go in and intercept it or knock it down and I would just shadow him and just, I really, I really appreciated that because it gave me an opportunity to work with someone with, uh, with, you know, uh, with his kind of speed uh, and I could work on my technique without having to worry about him blowing by me because he just told me what he was going to do. I know he's going to run an up route. Yeah. So, you know, so I enjoyed that and uh, I really have to give a lot of my development, my man to man coverage development, um, you know, give him a big hand because if not for my end of my career playing with um, with the Raiders and having him on my team, I don't know that I would have had a great um, second half of my career. As they say, iron sharpens iron, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are some of the memories that you have of Cliff Branch, the person just behind the scenes, off the field, maybe something that the Raider fans, Raider Nation has never heard before? 
Um, well, you know, when I when I was on the Raiders, I lived in a little town called Hermosa Beach, and mm-hmm. um, and he and um, he lived right down the street. He and Mark Davis, I believe, were roommates. And um, and so we lived on the Strand, which was right there on the beach. And I got a chance to see him a lot. Um, and he got a chance to, uh, you know, find out a little bit more about his past, you know, him growing up in Texas and going to college in Colorado. And, um, you know, even thinking for a while there that we might even be related, might be cousins or something, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed being around him um, because of, you know, he told a lot of stories about different things and um, he had a lot of experiences. And I, I love the way that he shared his experiences with me. Mark Davis, you mentioned now the owner of the Raiders was his roommate and will actually be doing his presentation for the induction ceremony at the Hall of Fame. Could you imagine any better person that could come up right now to speak the words of Cliff Branch and, and just who, to speak who, the person who he was? Mark is the perfect guy to do the um, introduction for Cliff's induction. Um, they were like brothers. I mean, uh, they were my neighbors when we were living in Hermosa Beach when the Raiders were in Los Angeles. And um, they spent a lot of time together. They knew each other so well. Um, and, you know, Cliff playing, you know, all those years on the Raiders, I don't know how many years uh, he and Mark were, were close friends, but when I joined the team, it was pretty obvious. And, uh, uh, you know, Mark at that time had his own little business that was in the sports business um, that I think it dealt with all the NFL teams, not just the Raiders. He had a product. Uh, he had an NFL license, I believe. But I, I can't remember what it was, that it, what was involved. Um, but he's been around football his entire life, and I'm sure he learned a lot from his dad. And he probably learned an awful lot about wide receivers and defensive backs from Cliff. I was able to see you and Lester Hayes get a tour of the new Henderson headquarters here for the Raiders. What was that like for you getting the experience to see how far the organization has come in terms of building up and the new headquarters that they have here in Las Vegas? Well, it started off with me feeling like I was born in the wrong decade. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was a little too early. (laughs) Um, but we had, Lester and I had a great time, you know, I hadn't seen him for a while and, um, we caught up and we got a chance to share different things. And we were talking about and reminiscing, you know, about those days when we played and the guys we played with and everything. And that facility is so unbelievable. I can't believe how, how, how special it was. Um, if, if you compare that to the place that we practiced in El Segundo, it's like night and day. There's nothing, nothing close to that. Um, and, and El Segundo was an old, I think, junior high school um, that um, I don't know if it ran out of business or whatever, but they took over the buildings and the fields and turned them into grass fields and everything. Um, but the facility in Las Vegas is is awesome. I would love to to be able to practice and play on on that team because of the facilities and uh, you know I would all I would never mind going in there to get a little extra time either on a workout or studying or whatever talking to a coach it's uh it's it seems like a real welcoming place and I'm sure that it's going to be the reason the Raiders are able to attract a lot of great players 
to that team over the years, the coming years. One of the things I took away from that video was watching uh, you and Lester talk about staying low, staying low, the way you move the <laughs> hips, you know. When you look at the guys today on the team, like what kind of advice would you give them? Would it be stay low? What would you, what would you talk to some of the new guys about? I actually don't know. That's a really a good question. Um, you know, we I don't know exactly what they're teaching the guys and how they teach the guys. I mean, they have different equipment. Um, they can do a lot of different things that we probably didn't have. And we had them. Maybe we we'd even had better careers. Um, but the um, the defensive backs, they. I don't know. I, I really have to, I'd actually have to sit down and watch film with a coach or one of the current players to really see how different it is. As you played, it was a much more physical game than it is now, I think, especially for a defensive player. Is it the way that you were able to hit then versus some of the new rules? What did you love about that era that you played in? Well, believe it or not, I loved the era because we were able to hit like that. Yeah. However, however, I now know that that wasn't always the best thing to do. You know, it, it's, you know, down the road, you know, shoot, I'm almost 70. And, um, you know, I, I think back on some of the hits I had on real big running backs or guards coming out when they were pulling and everything and how I was trying to prove I was a tough guy and I, you know, I could take on this challenge um, as I've aged. You know, I'm not so sure that my cognition, it, you know, is 100 percent, you know, uh, and, and I I do worry about those things. But because um, I, I bring to my aging process the same things I brought to my my playing days process, I want to be better. I want to get better and better. And so now I'm doing a lot of research on memory and um, and um, muscles and nutrition and all kind of stuff to try and achieve my new goals, which is to live to be 125. Well, I know that early detection kind of helped you survive cancer and prostate yeah. cancer, and you had the organization that you started up to try to bring more awareness to that. Did that somewhat fuel the way that you looked at longevity and trying to stay healthy once you had that experience in your life? Yeah, the prostate cancer really opened my eyes to a lot. Um, I realized um, that as a player, I pretty much achieved a lot of the goals that I set on the track, in the football, um, in school, and different things. But as I aged, I stopped setting those kind of goals, I think because I really somehow thought that I would only live to be about 60. That's how it seemed, it seemed like most of my relatives were passing away at that time. And and um, a lot of athletes, you know, you'd read about them and you read about their deaths. But when I was diagnosed with the cancer, I realized, you know what? I had never set a goal with how long I wanted to live. And so I had, um, you know, been, um, you know, active in a lot of Christian Bible study groups. And I knew that um, a lot of people in those days were living into their hundreds. Uh, I don't know why people today were not. But I said, I want to live to be 125. And I set, an, I set it out, you know, as a goal, and I always try to take my goals seriously. So I start to take that one seriously, and, it, and a lot of things started to change. My diet, uh, my rest, um, you know, uh, if I had an ache before uh, in my knee or my back or something, I would say, well, come on, I'm going to 
you know, I'm, I'm in my fifties and of course it's supposed to be like that. I, you know, I'm not going to be around much longer, but when I made it my goal to live to be 125, I said, I got to find out what's going on here in my knee and what's going on in my back. And I realized there was something that could, I could easily deal with, just needed to get some treatment, add some new exercises that I hadn't been doing to my, you know, um, my regiment. And, you know, I was, I was doing better. And I realized, hey, I wonder if I'm going to make it to 125. I, you know, I, I, I really am working hard to get there, but uh, now I'm having some issues with my memory. But when I talk to other people, they're having the same kind of issues. So I'm realizing, well, maybe I just need to um, practice more. You know, I need to practice my memory more. Um, you know, I, I see someone I hadn't seen in a long time. I go, oh, God, I haven't seen this guy in 20 years. Um, but it's okay. You know, and before I was feeling bad, like I was losing my memory or something's wrong. And then I, when I realized that a lot of guys feel that way, men and women, not, you know, that didn't play football. Uh, of course, I felt a lot more comfortable about it. But I'm, I'm now looking at this seriously. And I really want this to make, I want to make this a reality and, and uh, try to get better at aging. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. It's always great when the legends come out to a legion and you, to be able to kind of take it all in to see the many gold jackets that appeared on the Raiders field, you being one of them, uh, the new Allegiant Stadium and all of that. Just what has it meant to you to don that jacket in front of Raider Nation and at the new stadium and throughout all the years that you've been able to wear that Hall of Fame jacket? Well, it, it, it means an awful lot. And um, I, I sometimes get emotional when I put on that jacket and I realize the accomplishments that I had as an athlete uh, and and that so many other guys have had similar accomplishments, and I, I don't want to I don't want to live my life you know just patting myself on the back saying whoa you were a great athlete, you know I really want to use it like a lot of guys use that gold jacket to make the sport better to make the world better you know I'm African American so I try to help African Americans have better outcomes with different things. I, I try to help my white brothers understand that their way that they're perceiving some information isn't correct and maybe it would change if they change their attitude or view. And I do the same thing with some of my African American brothers. So because I want to live to be a long, uh, live a long time, I, I want the world to be a better place and you know, not to go the wrong way. So I'm, 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 trying to learn from my experiences and share them uh, with people that have an interest in, in knowing that information. That's beautiful. It, just recently, as I'm sure you are aware, the Raiders brought in the first black female president in the NFL in Sandra Douglas Morgan. What has that meant to you? Oh, gosh. As soon as I saw that, I said, man, Mark is such a great owner. He's just like his dad was, you know. I was so happy for him. I called him. I contacted him. Uh, and um, uh, I just think that, you know, I haven't met her yet. And so, uh, and I know him. 
he didn't do it just to do it. She must be special, you know? So she must be really good at what she does. And I'm, I'm dying to find out, uh, you know, meet her myself. And I'm really thinking that that's going to, that decision is going to help a lot of women um, who might have thought that they could never get a position like that in sports, um, that, you know, she is going to, she's going to break the mold. I mean, um, now a lot of girls uh, are in, and kids are going to be thinking differently about that position instead of it being a man's position, position, men and women. And uh, we just have to see how she does. Um, but I'm, you know, for her to get that position, I'm sure she's going to do fine. Well, just as we wrap things up again, we were talking earlier about Cliff Branch going to the Hall of Fame. Will you be in Canton or are you going to be watching? Where will you be when Cliff Branch is finally inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Well, hopefully I'll be in Canton. Uh, because of COVID, we never know, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. uh, Joe Namath has a golf tournament this weekend and I was scheduled to fly out there this morning and I had to cancel um, because my daughter has tested positive with COVID. Oh. And um, even though I tested negative, you know, we were staying in the same home, um, eating at the same meals and you know, that kind of thing. And um, I need to let 72 hours pass before sure. I jump on an airplane. I don't want to um, endanger anyone else in the airport or on the airplane or, or at the event. So, um, you know, and I hope that um, for Cliff's event that everybody's able to make it, that, you know, we uh, were all able to to be there. He deserves to be in. I, it's, I don't know why it took so long, um, but I'd, I'd really be disappointed if, if I had to miss that because of COVID. Just lastly, uh, what was your favorite moment on the field, whether it was with Cliff Branch or just a moment that you really relish as being a Raider? Um, I think, you know, realizing what it meant to become a Raider, right? You know, um, you know, when I was a Patriot, I hated the Raiders. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. You know, I Interesting now, you had the coach, Josh McDaniels from the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, but as a player, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, maybe growing up in LA had something to do with it. Mm. It was like, you know, it was 32 gangs, <laughs> you know, there's 32 gangs and instead of 32 teams. And I hated anybody that wasn't on my team. <laughs> no, I could understand. I could... <laughs> yeah. But but over the years, over the years, I changed, you know, I really changed. And, um, and uh, I mellowed and I realized that these all the guys in the NFL on all 32 teams are really like brothers. And um, and when I realized that, I think. Um, you know, my personality um, changed a little bit. I was able to to uh, sit down and feel comfortable around all the guys instead of uh, feeling like, you know, this guy is trying to pick my brain, figure out how I think. And, you know, then when he's going to use that against me when we play him. I, you know, I, I stopped thinking that way. And I started thinking that um, what a great league and we need to all work work. Um, you know, to make it a better league. And we need to make sure we're all getting out into the communities and talking to the young people and to the Raider fans and, the, you know, NFL fans uh, and doing our part to help grow our sport. Uh, and it, this was bigger than me. 
Um, it'd be nice to see football be wor a worldwide sport uh, and, um, you know, and, and see a lot of positive things happen. So I, I love the sport. I loved everything that, that, you know, that happened during my career. I had a couple of bad injuries, yeah. but, you know, it's very rare that you could have a long career in the National Football League without having at least one serious injury. Uh, and um, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I got a chance to to spend my time as a Raider because it really, um, it kind of brought me full circle as to, you know, thinking about winning. Uh, I realized Al Davis, he just really wanted to win. That was, that was his mantra. Uh, and I was so glad I had a chance to play for him. Uh, and, and every time he brought a guy to the club, it wasn't just to fill a spot. It was because we needed that guy. He felt we needed that guy and that guy was going to help us win. Um, and so, uh, I'm glad that I got to spend half my career with the Raiders because it, it really changed my life and uh, kind of set me on a different path. Uh, I, I think I was always on a winning path, mm -hmm. um, but it, it, I think it changed the way I felt about a lot of different things. And a lot of the former Raiders like Gene Upshaw and Art Shell, guys I played against as a rookie, uh, and then Gene becomes the president of the Players Association. Uh, Art becomes a head coach at the Raiders. Um, you know, all those kinds of decisions that were going on uh, in the league uh, really helped me have a different understanding of, of what pro football could do. You know, the, the, um, the doors that are open to us as long as we try to do good things. Mike, it's been a pleasure, the highlight of my day to speak with you today and just recant some of these stories and to hear about Cliff Branch and the man that he was. And I really do hope you are able to get to Canton. This is Mike Haynes that we've been speaking with, Super Bowl champion with the Raiders for Super Bowl 18, as well as Hall of Fame cornerback, one of the best to play the game. Mike, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thanks, Heidi. I appreciate you having me on. And that'll do it for this episode of the Takeaways podcast with Vegas Nation. Make sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening. Give me a follow on Twitter at Heidi Fang and Mike Haynes at Mike Haynes NFL. And that'll do it for this episode. I'll be back next week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today.